as far as the title of this message. It's yes or no. You know, that really is the only question that needs to be answered. You know, we said earlier in our service, or Jason helped us say, and you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your might. And I always like to say that Hebrew in the might is and your very. It actually doesn't say might. It says and your very. Like, I'm very good at this, or I'm very much of that. What's your very? And that always hit home with me with all my heart, with all my soul, and with all my very, whatever I do. But, you know, and Yeshua said, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your might. Love your neighbors yourself. Everything else hangs on those two things. So do you love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your might? And do you love your neighbor as yourself? Or you can say yes, or you can say no. You know, there's other questions being presented to us. There's other questions presented to me that have yes or no. And those questions are going to get harder. The questions aren't harder. The ability to say yes or no get harder. It's a simple answer, yes or no. And I'll go through, through this first, because I wrote. This is Hebrew, and this is modern Hebrew. It has two letters for yes, ken, which is a cough and a final noon, where the, it just kind of falls off. But kaf and anun, that's the modern Hebrew. And then I'll talk to you about the pictures in the ancient Hebrew or the Paleo-Hebrew. But that's yes, ken, and lo, which is a lamed, and then an aleph. And you know, ha almost half of the Ten Commandments has lo as starting it. Don't do this, don't do that, don't do that. It just says lo. Now, there's, other, there's another word for no that used in certain situations, but low. So, can or low? Yes or no? That's the answer. What, did, what are you going to give as the answer to God and to man? Heaven and to earth. What are you going to give the answer to God? And I started out, and you can put the first verse up there if you have it. Um, and it's from this portion, from Kitavo, at the end of that big long line of curses. It's not all the way to the end, but it's almost towards the end. Among these nations, you will find no rest. There will be no rest for the sole of your foot. But there, Adonai will give you a trembling heart and failing eyes, and a despairing spirit. It's interesting that the trembling eyes talks, the trembling is like a quaking, like your body is quaking. 
the trembling heart. Isn't that what's happening to some folks right now? Trembling heart, failing eyes, a despairing spirit. I mean, some people are so are just despair. It's tough for them. And then I turn to Leviticus and the other, because at the end of the curses in, Dis, in Deuteronomy, there isn't really a happy note <laughs> at the end of that one. But in Leviticus and Vayikra, there is. Um, and this is the part, 2640. It starts in 2640. But if they confess their iniquity and that of their fathers in the treachery they committed against me and how they walk contrary to me, and in return I walk contrary to them and brought them into the land of their enemies. And if at that time their uncircumcised, uncircumcised heart becomes humbled, so that they accept the punishment for their iniquity, then I will remember the covenant with Jacob and also my covenant with Yitzhak or Isaac and my covenant with Abraham, Abraham, and I will remember the lamb. In return, I walked contrary to them and brought them into the land of their enemies. Having Adonai as your enemy, basically bringing into you. He's walking contrary to you. But if at that, that time, your uncircumcised heart becomes humbled, you humble yourself, then I will remember the covenant. You know, and there's so many teachers this day. That brought me to one of the verses that everybody likes to say these days. In 2 Chronicles 7, verse 14. But what I'll do is I'll start at verse 11 of 2 Chronicles. And thus Solomon finished the house of Adonai. And in his own palace, he successfully completed. Then Adonai appeared to Solomon at night and said to him, I have heard your prayer and have chosen this place for myself for a house of sacrifice. If I shut up heaven, that there is no rain, or if I command the locusts to devour the land, or if I send pestilence among the people, wonder what's happening right now. When my people, over whom my name is called, humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their evil ways, then I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and will hear their lamb. When my people humble themselves, and pray and seek my face and turn from their evil ways. What is so interesting to me, well, there's a couple things. You notice these words, yes and no. The word humble 
is just one letter added to yes. Which is so interesting to me. If you humble yourself, the word humble, you notice it has the cough and it has the noon. It's not a final noon anymore, so it has a little bracket. Looks like a bracket you see on a typewriter. Um, and then an iron at the end. And that's humble. Um, now, the verb tense adds another letter, bunch of letters on the front and the end. But the root is that, kana. Ken is yes. And kana is humble. And it's so interesting to me that within humble is the word yes. That I'm finally get to the point that I've humbled myself to say yes to God. Um, you know, that... And I'll start going through what these pictures are. It, and it, it starts saying other messages to me. But the cough is like the palm of your hand or like your fingers sticking out. It's like the palm of your hand. The noon is like a seed sprouting or something jumping up or a fish jumping out of water. Because these are the concepts of what's behind it. Um, and then the ion is an eyeball to be able to see. And, you know, what? it's so different from Hebrew to English. Because English, cat is C-A-T, and we don't know why it's a C, and we don't know why it's an A, and we don't know why it's a T. It's just, that's a cat. That's C-A-T. But in Hebrew and in other picture languages, the pictures carry meanings as well. You know, and what do you do with your palm of your hand? You bend. You open. You allow things to get into your hand or fall through your fingers. You filter. But bend, allow, tame. You do that. The seed sprouting, you know, that means in Jeff Benner's ancient Hebrew, um, you know, continue because the seed allows to continue. The air, the sun. And the ion, obviously with your eye, you watch. You know because you evaluate, you judge, you pick out things, you discriminate, and you have a shade, you know, your eyelid. <laughs> but what do you have to do in order to plant a seed? You have to kneel down, bend down, and you have to bend your hand. And you have your seeds in your hand. Well, unless you have a John Deere or something. But, um, you know, you put them in the ground. And then you will watch it. 
you will know what fruit comes from that seed eventually. So when you humble yourself, isn't awful lot of times you bend down? And don't we like to say, well, every knee will bow, every tongue will confess. Well, that's what I'm doing right now. Is my knee is bent. And I'm confessing that, yes, God, I will love you with all my heart, with all my soul, with all my mind. It's so interesting that it's in the words. You know, it's in the very fabric of the words. What's something I saw last night, just added on to it. You know the story of the wheat and the tares. And I don't know if any of you, if you know much about wheat harvest. When is the wheat ready to harvest? Right. The last week or two of the wheat, it stands strong and tall, just like the tares. But it's only right at the end that the head of the wheat starts dropping. And when it drops enough and when it turns color, then it's ready to harvest. Well, if they're going to gather the tares first, if you're not bent down and there's a sickle coming, it'll take out all the wear tares. But if you aren't bent down, you'll get taken out too. When I was in this teaching on pride and humility, pride, we like to stand up. We like to rise up. But if we're bent down, then Yeshua, who's behind us, he's also in front of us, he's in us, he's above us and below us, but he will take the arrows from the enemy for us. If we want to stand in front and say, well, I know what I'm doing, who's going to take the arrows? It's we're going to take the arrows. So that was just interesting to me regarding the wheat and the tares. And when we bend down, they see him. When we're standing up, what do they see? They see us. But if we're bent down, they see him. So, it's interesting that it's in these words. I could go on longer regarding cough and noon and iron. But I'm going to go to the Psalms. Because there's a number of Psalms that are acrostics that the verses start with. And not just Psalm 119, that's kind of the famous one because they include it in all the Bibles as far as Aleph, Bet, Gimel, Dalet, Hey, the letters of the Hebrew alphabet. Because eight verses David wrote in 119, there's eight verses that begin, each of the words begins with Aleph. The second eight verses, all the verses begin with Bet. The third set of eight is Gimel, and on and on and on. But then there's also other psalms that it's one verse each. And they'll have, begin with that letter, the Aleph, the Bet, the Gimel, the Dalet. And did I 
give you Psalm 145 first. What's interesting to me is then I took the verses that are the kaf, the noon, and the ayin, and see if that related to this idea of humbling yourself. And the reason I'm kind of talking about all this is there's going to be a bunch of people. There's a bunch of people right now that are considering whether to humble themselves. And you know, we can talk about all sorts of things, but really the only question is yes or no. Will you love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your might now? Or do things need to get tougher? Will you love your neighbor as yourself now? Or do things need to get tougher? And I'm just thinking of people that I know in the community that I work in, the employees that I work with, just people I meet. Are they going to be able, are they going to want to say yes? Are they going to continue to say no? And are they going to say yes to man and evil men? Or are they going to say no to them? So that's why I get to it. And now I was trying to think of, okay, humbling yourself. Will it come out in some of these psalms? And we'll just see. See if it hits you. That might hit you a different way than it hits me. That's okay. But Psalm 145, the cough is verse 11. And they shall speak of the glory of thy kingdom and talk of thy power. So when we humble ourselves, we'll start speaking of his kingdom and his power, not my power. The verse, which is actually only in the Dead Sea Scrolls and also in the Septuagint for the noon, is the Lord is faithful in all his words and holy in all his works. You know, they like to mock God, like to so many things, but when you finally say yes to God, you start thinking, you know, he is faithful in all his works. And the iron says, the eyes of all wait upon thee, and thou givest them meat in due season. If I humble myself, he'll give me my meat wherewithal in due season. It may not be right away, but he'll give it to me. That's Psalm 145. So it starts me thinking, okay, start looking at these psalms. And Psalm 112 is another acrostic. And the verse for the cough is verse... Six, surely he shall not be moved forever. His heart is fixed, that's the noon, his heart is fixed trusting in the Lord and the ionism until he see his desire upon his enemies. <laughs> when I humble myself, when I go down on one knee on Psalm 112, 
And I say, surely I shall not be moved forever and ever because my heart is fixed trusting in the Lord until I see desire, his desire upon my enemies. It's not me getting up approaching the enemies. It's me humbling myself to get down and let the Lord take care of my enemies. Just thought process. And Psalm 34 is another acrostic, and the cough is in verse 10. The young lions do lack and suffer hunger, but they that seek the Lord, they shall not want any good thing. Verse 13 is, keep your tongue from evil and your lips from speaking guile. And the eye is the eyes of the Lord are upon the righteous and his ears are open unto their cry. If I humble myself, just taking those concepts, I may lack and suffer hunger, but they, if I'm seeking the Lord, I shall not want any good thing. He'll be able to keep my lips from speaking guile or my tongue from evil. And the Lord's ears will be open unto my cry. That to me goes right along with humble. That his ears will be open to my cry. In order for me to say, for me to say in that moment, yes, to God. And no to man. And so, I got so many other ones. In Psalm 25, what is interesting is the cough is, all the paths of the Lord are mercy and truth unto such as keep his covenant and his testimonies. The noon, the sprouting, says his soul shall dwell at ease and his seed shall inherit the earth. And then the iron, my eyes are ever toward the Lord, for he shall pluck my feet out of the net. It's just so interesting to me. If people are going to be humbling themselves and there's people that will turn to the Lord, that's what they want. Get my feet out of the net. Pluck me out of my troubles. You can save me. But plucking out of the net, that might make sense to someone a little bit more because they've heard too much. Well, Jesus saves, and you know, well, I'm not in. Can we get you so that he can pluck your feet out of the net? Whatever troubles you are, can we get you where your soul's at ease? That's what those three verses are talking about. And then I went to Psalm 119. And I, I'll let you guys read that because that's easy enough to look at. There's not a one that jumps out at me. <laughs> 
But what jumps out at me is I want to be able to help people. And I want it to be as simple as possible. And that's where this idea of yes or no comes to me. Are you ready? Are you ready to say, I love the Lord your God with all my heart, with all my soul, and with all my very? And I love my neighbors myself. Let's stop them from dividing us. We're going to be separated. That's all. You know, it's obvious, but let's love the Lord our God and let's love our neighbors as ourselves.